0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Syracuse Basketball Post game presented by Krause Health, the exclusive healthcare partner for Syracuse Athletics. My name is Brent Dax. Great to be with you once again as Syracuse takes down NC State tonight at the JMA Wireless Dome and something that Syracuse has been very good at this year comes through again in this game and what Syracuse has been very good at this year guys is recovering from losses only one time this year has Syracuse not won a game after losing a game and as we went over in our last post game show when Syracuse loses boy do they lose they lose by an average of 22 points and they've played some very good teams that they've lost to Florida State was the first kind of middle of the pack team ACC game that they dropped at the Dome on Tuesday night. Every other game they've lost this year has been to really good teams, ranked teams, whether that be in Maui or along the way, right? Syracuse has this trend of bouncing back from losses, and they did it again tonight, beating NC State 77-65. to J.J. Starling is just on another level right now, guys. He had 26 points in this game. We're going to hear from J.J. coming up here. We're going to hear from Judah Mintz, hear from Coach Autry as well. Little locker room reaction, of course, We are going to hear from our Syracuse Sports Insiders as well. But uh, J.J. tonight with 26 points. He was 9 of 17, 4 of 9 from three-point range. Judah Mintz doing work at the free-throw line again. Something you're going to hear him talk about here shortly on the program. 14 of 20 at the free-throw line. 20 points, dishes out 9 assists on the night. Chris Bell with 13 points. There was a stretch there. Where Chris Bell and JJ Starling in the first half of this game were kind of doing anything you can do, I can do better. And it was needed at the time because before Syracuse really put the clamps down defensively, and you're going to hear Coach Autry say this, and I agree, this was their best defensive game of the year. Not only did Syracuse really show itself as a man to man defense team, right? We've seen this team play man to man all year, we've gotten used to that transition, the zone a thing of the past. You know, Jim Bayheim. Back in the building tonight, for the first time, he's sitting in seats watching a Syracuse basketball game. That was weird to see, but Jim back for very good reason, of course, with Dave Bing going into the ring of honor, something we'll talk about as well. But, you know, when was that moment as a Syracuse fan when you kind of realized like, this is a man-to-man team? And I think by now we've done that, but they really showed itself as a true man-to-man defense team tonight. Not that they haven't before, but as Autry said, and I agree, and I wonder if you guys agree too, their best defensive performance of the year. Florida State, or pardon me, NC State, ends up 24 of 67. That's 36%. 8 of 25 from three-point range. They actually made more threes than Syracuse did, but it was the quality of threes that Syracuse made. Syracuse only committed nine turnovers in this game. NC State came in as number 55 in the country in terms of Uh, uh, adjusted defensive tempo Syracuse has lost all their losses were to teams that ranked in the top 40 in that category. So we're kind of wondering how Syracuse would respond to a good defensive team and how they responded was what we mentioned. JJ with a great shooting night. Judah gets to the free throw line. Chris Bell plays well. Benny Williams had 11 points tonight. And I'll tell you what guy who really deserves a shout out for how he played tonight, Peter Carey. You couldn't play Malik Brown the whole way. Malik actually picked up a couple quick fouls as well, and he ends up with just two points and seven rebounds on the night, four fouls total. Peter Carey went in there and held his own, guys. I mean, he didn't score four rebounds, three fouls, played 11 minutes. Doesn't sound like a lot, but you got Peter Carey in there, all of 205 pounds soaking wet, taking on DJ Burns, who is a linebacker, He's more like a left tackle playing basketball out there at two hundred and seventy five pounds, six foot nine of raw tank muscle in your face. Peter Carey held his own. I think you got to give him credit for that. So you got a little help off the bench there tonight. A quiet night for Quadir Copeland, just five points for him in 18 minutes. And we're going to talk about Justin Taylor a little bit as he continues to struggle for this team. But that was really what stood out to me, how good the defense was. And this is a team that has bounced back off of losses every single time this year with the exception of one. So it's a team of extremes. When they win, they win. And look, there was a little bit of Syracuse letting off the gas in the second half. They were up big at halftime. They were cruising. We talked about how good the defense was. And there were times in this second half, there's a little stat that matters, perhaps you've heard. They're called free throws. That's something that Syracuse, despite Judah getting to the free throw line as much as he did, overall, the Orange were 20 of 32 at the free throw line at 62%. That actually kept NC State in the game because there was a run there where NC State was taking advantage of some sloppy possessions. Syracuse only had nine turnovers tonight, and they deserve credit for that. And there was a good chunk of the second half. I was looking up at the stats and like, wow, they only have five turnovers, right? So they deserve credit for how they did that. But this is still a – look, I'm getting a little tired of the young team thing. We're about to cross from January into February. At some point, freshmen become sophomores and sophomores become juniors. And that old cliche holds here. This team's got to grow up and mature at some point, and they are. And I think we're seeing some steps forward in that department. So credit has to be given there. But at the same time, there's still these lapses. I mean, this team let off the gas pedal. They have not played a true start-to-finish 40-minute game. And I think that might be asking a lot of a younger team, of an immature team, as I've called it at times. But that's not – a trend you want to see. And it's certainly something that Autry, I think the way he worded it was interesting saying how much better they were in the first half than the second half. But you could clearly see this team let off the gas pedal and a better team would have taken advantage of that, a better shooting team. Syracuse did a good job kind of delivering enough jabs to the nose of NC State. So they just didn't have the confidence offensively to climb out of the hole they were in. But there was eight straight possessions at one point in the second half when NC State scored, and just like, look, anything's possible with this team. The second half has been a bugaboo for Syracuse this year, particularly in those games that they have lost. It's still a team that has to really kick it into gear in the second half. So that's a lesson they take from this one. But they rack up the win, and uh, it was an interesting night at the Dome, as we mentioned, and congratulations to Dave Bing going on the Ring of Honor. I mean, who's better than Dave Bing? You know, one of the best representatives of Syracuse University, athletics or otherwise, and the career that he had, uh, everything he's done for so many different communities, Detroit, for the African-American community, uh, just Hall of Famer in the NBA, one of the best people you'll ever meet in your life, just as genuine as it comes. What a stat, by the way. Uh, Shout out to Pete Moore, who put the stat out there today. In Dave Bing's senior year, Now, keep in mind, this is 1965-66. There is no three-point line. They're not even using the shot clock in college basketball at this time. That team averaged 99 points a game. 99 points a game. That's incredible to think about. So Dave Bing going up on the Ring of Honor, uh, joining a lot of great names up there. Of course, uh, Jim Beheim, Jim Brown, Ben Schwartzwalder, And the list that is up there on the ring of honor are some of the best. It'd be great to start seeing some female names going up there and some great uh, female athletes and, representatives that have uh, been there in the history of Syracuse University. And I think you will start to see that just like they've started to retire female numbers in recent years. But, you know, hey, we're catching up. We're getting the names up there that deserve to be there. And I think it was great to see Dave Bing at the at the uh, dome tonight. You know what else I saw before we dig in and a little more basketball, get some locker room reaction and uh, hear from our Syracuse Sports Insiders. So Fran Brown, there's some video out there of this. If you want to check it out on social media. This guy, I mean, he just continues to impress. And I, I witnessed this myself. There's video of it if you want to see it. I didn't take video of it myself, but it's certainly out there on social media if you want to check it out. So in the section where the football coaches and some recruits and some players sat, right, behind one of the baskets, right in the midst of the student section, at the end of the game, there's Fran Brown, there's Elijah Robinson, some coaches, and they're picking up trash, leaving it as good as they found it, right? Right. What a sight. Head football coach of the Orange out there leading the charge. And the team actually just went out and did a big cleanup in the community recently, and he did it at the Dome. So when they left, those four or five rows or so just sparkling clean, helping out the the cleaning crew at the Dome a little bit. What can't Fran Brown do at this point? Another big commitment tonight, as I'm sure some of you saw, our Syracuse Sports Insiders certainly got the news, a uh, 2025 Defensive end, while we're on the football note here, we'll get back to the hoops here shortly, guys, but while we're on the subject here, Charladan Strange, who is a class of 2025 defensive end, uh, uh, ranked the 23rd edge rusher, state of Pennsylvania is the ninth-rated player in that state, a 271st prospect overall, the first commitment for 2025. And, of course, uh, Fran Brown getting a lot of uh, requests for selfies and a lot of fans saying hello, so... Even in the heart of basketball, football still prevalent there. Okay, let's get to some locker room reaction here. Got a chance to catch up with a few different guys here, and we're going to hear first from J.J. Starling, who cited not only his confidence in his game. Confidence has to come from somewhere, right? You can't just go in there and be like, I'm going to score 20 points tonight." When you put in the work and you're not thinking and you're just shooting, You play confidently. You believe every time that that next shot is going in, and that's what J.J. Sterling said has been the difference in his game as of late. Let's take a look. I'm a little bit, uh, just making sure I'm keeping my elbow out and making uh, my left elbow out and my right elbow in, obviously. Um, Making sure my shot is smooth, no hits. Um, But as far as that, it just comes with a confidence piece. You know, when you're shooting the ball without thinking about it, it just flows freely, and every shot you put up, whether it goes in or, or not, it feels good leaving your hands And I finally got to that state of mind where I know confidently every shot I put up, I have the feeling that it's going in. I asked uh, Judah Mintz why he's so good at getting to the free throw line because, as said on the ESPN broadcast, too. Hashtag free throws matter, as Brent Axe would always say. <laughs> uh, that they do. Shout-out to my guy Mike Monaco for that on the ESPN broadcast on Tuesday night. Judiman's 14 of 20 at the free-throw line tonight. I asked him why he's so darn good at getting to the free-throw line. Uh, To be honest, uh, I always say when when dudes can't guard you, they foul you. Uh, So, uh, I mean, I'm in attack mode all game. Uh, I know when people's footing is wrong, uh, you know. And I I know if you're out of position, then you're always going to try to – get back into position. That's why a lot of times I get big jumping and things like that, because initially they're already out of position if I was to shoot it. Uh, so, you know, I I play different than a lot of people. Uh, and I think, you know, I, it, it kind of catches people off guard, how I dribble and how I how I get, get downhill. Uh, so I think that's kind of what plays a part in me getting to the line. And that backcourt really coming together with Judah and J.J., particularly with J.J., Having that confidence to shoot, that's something that Judas said in the locker room, too. He's our shooting guard. He's got to put it up there. I've told him, go, go, go. We've got the green light. And we played that clip from J.J. a moment ago. He even gave you a little mechanics in his shot right now. What he's trying to do to get that quick release, get that shot off. And he does look confident. And that has not been the case. There have been times, just go back about a month or so, when J.J. would hesitate. He would defer. He did have that hitch in his shot and maybe just wasn't. Bang, bang, confident to go out there and do it. We saw the result of it tonight. 26 points from J.J. Starling against NC State in this one. So that's some of the best stuff we heard in the locker room. Let's hear some of the best stuff from our Syracuse Sports Insiders. And it was amazing to meet a few of you at the Dome tonight. Shout out to Evan, the first ever Syracuse Sports Insider. It's funny, somebody came up to me. I was talking to uh, the great West Durham courtside who called the game for the ACC network. Great to see Wes and and, and catch up with him before the game. And somebody came up to me and said, hey, this guy over here, you see him? That's your first one. That's your first insider. So shout out to Evan, who we saw at the Dome tonight. Shout out to Andy, one of our Syracuse sports insiders, who came over and said hello. And uh, it was great to see uh, a bunch of you tonight, said hello, waved at us. Um, I also want to give a special shout out here. Give me a second here. We even took a photo at at, uh, courtside here. Uh, To Matt, my guy Matt, who I got to meet his family and say hello courtside before the game. So, uh, guys, please do that. Uh, Whether you're a Syracuse Sports Insider or not, we really want to get to know and meet our Syracuse Sports Insiders. Come say hello at the Dome. We'll talk. And uh, if you want to be a Syracuse Sports Insider, it is so easy to do. Just text the word ORANGE to 315-847-3895. That's all you got to do. You'll get a link. You sign up with the link. And here's what happens i send you texts you can send me texts it's not a group text guys you text me i text you you get breaking news while i'm watching a basketball game sending you the news of strange committing to syracuse football observations from the game you guys are sending me your opinions we're going to play uh, some of the best of them here and, and show them to you shortly questions comments opinions Anything you guys want to know, the back and forth, insider information, you get it from me first, you get my opinions first, you get breaking news if I have it f- first. And the cool thing is you could try it free for two weeks. Give it a shot, see what's going down. And then it's just $3.99 a month after that, and it's been great to hear from so many of you, uh, not only on the post-game show where you get your comments get priority, but on the Syracuse Sports Podcast as well. So let's keep it cranking. The Syracuse Sports Insider Group. And now, including, by the way, as we said the other day, Rock and Ron. Rock and Ron. Already a-, a Hall of Famer in my book. But uh, you guys bring in the heat tonight, including Richard B., who says this was a dominant game with a strange technical on Bell that cost some loss of momentum. If they can keep improving this type of defense, they will make the tournament. So, Chris Bell had a awesome. Breakaway dunk. And I didn't I mentioned his name briefly earlier. What Chris Bell is doing is he does things in bursts. He'll hit a couple of threes. He had that great breakaway play. That technical was a bogus call, by the way. Thankfully the officials did not affect this game if it was closer and and swung it one way or the other. But they made some terrible calls in this game tonight. Bell tends to do things in bursts. You gotta see a little bit more from Chris Bell in the second half. He's a liability defensively still. But they need him. And I was talking to Jerry McNamara a little bit after the game. And uh, somebody that was also talking with Jerry asked Chris about asked him about Chris's three-point shot. And how he's working on it with him. He's like, I don't working to work on anything. We want him to shoot more, as a matter of fact. Jerry working on JJ's three-point stroke a little bit. You'll read about that on Syracuse.com. I'm going to have that. And a new feature I'm doing on Syracuse.com, by the way, called Overheard in the Locker Room. Our Syracuse Sports Insiders get some of those quotes first, but we're putting this up on Syracuse.com the day after games. Just, you know, stuff I hear in the locker room, people I talk to, and quotes you might not see or hear elsewhere. So make sure you check that out. I think Jerry had an interesting quote about how he's working on his three-point shot uh, uh, with J.J. Starling at this point. David Kay saying his defense and rebounding are good. Let him start, but let Q and Benny finish. Maybe Jay will start dropping a few threes and all will be well. Now that's about Justin Taylor, okay? I want to play another clip here. I asked Red Autry about this after the game because what Red Autry has talked about in the past few post games when he's been asked about Justin Taylor is he's going to shoot his way out of it. Justin Taylor only took one shot tonight. When you look at the box score, Justin Taylor did not score. He took one shot, two rebounds. He played 14 minutes, right? Benny Williams got 26 minutes. So this is not a case of Taylor taking away minutes from somebody who deserves is a strong word in some cases, but Benny should have been out there and he was and Benny had one of those great hustle games tonight. Five rebounds, 11 points, five of 10. His presence was felt. So What I said on the post-game show last time, guys, after the Florida State game, because I wanted to ask Red this after that game. What I knew he was going to say was that Justin Taylor does things that don't show up in the box score. So I was curious what those things are. So here's what Red Autry said. This is a little exchange between Red and I in the post-game. I asked him what's going on with Justin Taylor at this point, and then when he said, well, he does things that don't show up in the box score, what are those things? What are those intangibles that keep him on the court? Here it is. Brad,
1: you've cool. said
0: before that Justin Taylor's got to shoot his way out of the slump. Is, is there something else to it now? Because he's he only had one shot tonight. Yeah, you know, I, I just think the ball didn't find him today. You know, we tried to get him a little shot on an out-of-bounds play. But, you know, Justin does a lot more um, for us um, that doesn't show up on statistics sometimes. And this is a team that we have that, you know, I think, uh, you know, we need guys to be able to do other things. You know, we have some guys that kind of uh, primary scores. And, you know, Justin's not going to get a, you know, a ton of, ton of shots, but with the shots that he gets, he has to make a today. You know, the, the, the ball just didn't find him. What are some of those things that he, that he does? He can rebound uh, rebounds, moves? you know, uh, you know, um, defensively, he knows where need, he needs to be. Um, he can rotate, you know, and, and, and it's value in that. You know, it's value in that, especially man-to-man, man, you know, it's value in that and, uh, <clears throat> because we're a the defensive team. So, you know, when we start, you know, Heating up the ball and stepping around the ball screens. Those backside guys, they gotta know where to go. They gotta know what to do. And then he's very good at it. That is uh, Adrian Autry talking about Justin Taylor. And look, I don't think that's why you're playing Justin Taylor. You want him to hit threes. You want him to make shots. Those things that he does defensively matter. I started the post-game show saying this was the game that Syracuse really showed itself that has crossed over that line. Just in case you guys didn't realize, this is a man-to-man defense team and how good they have been, how committed to the man-to-man defense that they are. But I don't think that's your primary reason for putting Justin Taylor out there. Now, Red is right to say that you've got two other guys that are your primary scorers. When J.J.'s feeling it, you let it go. When Judah is doing his thing, getting to the free throw line, you get the complimentary scoring from Chris Bell. Even Benny Williams steps up there. Malik Brown didn't have it offensively tonight, but he provides that paint presence Justin's kind of fallen down the ladder here in terms of somebody that's going to get the, but he's not even looking to shoot. How does Justin Taylor take one shot in this game? I didn't get a chance to catch up with Justin before he left the locker room tonight. I wanted to get his opinion on this. And like I said, you'll read a little bit more about that on Syracuse.com and a conversation I had with Jerry McNamara about this. How long can you ride the intangibles here? with justin taylor and i don't want to make it seem like i'm picking on the kid it's just he hasn't scored in double figures in acc play and i mean is that really why you're playing him if it is then hey you go with it red said it there these are our guys so you got to go with here uh he is good defensively i think he does make those rotations uh, he said he rebounds he had two rebounds tonight but it's just it's it's got to be a little dismaying to look at a box score night after night and to see One shot, two rebounds, 14 minutes and barely any production. So we'll see if Justin Taylor comes around on that. But we're kind of at the point where he's not going to shoot his way out of it. And we're in the intangibles department. So if you could get a little more offensive production out of him, and I think you're going to need to. Syracuse has been very good this year at, you know, all the games that would fall with the exception of Florida State, right? Because the great teams you've played, you've lost to and lost big. The teams you just could not punch up on, the losses that Syracuse has, North Carolina, Virginia, Gonzaga, Tennessee. You just, I don't want to say you didn't deserve to be on the same court with them, but you showed like you're not on their level. All the other toss-up games, Syracuse has won. Now, if you start going down the stretch here, and we're about to flip the calendar to February, and you got to start piling up some more Q1 wins when there's an opportunity to do it go on the road and when Boston College is a sneaky game, right? ACC game while Syracuse has won all the toss up games with the exception of Florida state, like you're going to lose some of these. You're especially going to lose some of these. If you're not getting enough scoring all around. So I look, I, I wanted to get reds perspective on it. That's where he's at right now. But this has been a sustained period of struggle for Justin Taylor as they continue to figure out what he's doing. But again, I think this would be a bigger deal if like, he's playing 30 minutes, he's playing 25 minutes, and they're just being stubborn and keeping him out there. That's not what they're doing. He played 14 minutes tonight, and Benny played the minutes he needed to, so it all kind of balances out at the end. Back to our Syracuse Sports Insiders and Ryan F., Oh, we played uh, Ryan's comment. That's what led us to our Justin Taylor conversation. Jeff says, best defensive game of the season. I don't think it was particularly close. Coach Autry continues to have these kids ready to bounce back after ugly losses, and that's a huge feather in his first season cap. Our guy Mark in San Diego says, kudos to GMAC for JJ's recent shooting success. John P says, well, two out of three at home. A sweep would have been nice but did what they needed to do, Boston College next, which in my eyes is a must-win even on the road. From Jim B., not that Jim B., who says, why is Keats allowed on the court? It's like a six-man on the press. If a Cuse player runs into him, it's an obvious technical foul, but would he be ejected? Yeah, Keats is one of those guys that thinks he's the six-man out there. I mean, we're not talking, like, buzz level here because he's the king of being on the court they draw that line for a reason right like if these refs are going to call a technical foul because chris bell was taunting after his dunk then you got to keep keats where he belongs in the coach's box right there's a few of those guys out there that man they 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 push that line literally they push that envelope a lot that that did get annoying out there I, i i do have to agree with that Bruce D says, Justin Taylor uh, needs to snap out of that slump. Right now, we're a better team with Benny or Q on the floor and Taylor on the bench. Taylor's rebounding in defense isn't that spectacular. Hoping he finds his rhythm and shot will need from him down the stretch. Now, again, that sounds harsh, but I agree with that assessment. It's great that Justin Taylor makes those rotations on defense and can do some other things, but he's out there to make threes. That's what he's out there to do. So that's got to come around, especially with uh, some tests going down the stretch here. Syracuse tries to formulate some kind of NCAA tournament resume, which is going to be tough. You, know, you look at bracketologies right now, there's only three ACC teams, maybe four in there. And Syracuse is trying to kind of wedge their way in. And you're going to need more scoring, I think, to pull off some of those wins. J.J. Starling's not going to be hot like this every night, as confident as he's been. You're going to need Justin Taylor, and to this point, they've kind of air quotes gotten away with it, but it's just strange. You hope he snaps out of it, but the more he continues to look at box scores like this, that is so hard to get that confidence back. Let's keep it rolling from our Syracuse Sports Insiders Talesia Is that really like Peter Carey's effort? He's not afraid to get in there and be aggressive Lots of potential from Greg J who says, how about the team putting in some extra time at practice, learning a basic free throw repetition. There will be games. We lose by the very points we gave away at the charity stripe. It's like I told you last show guys, Beheim on basketball, pull up the VHS tape uh, tape. It's uh, but it's on YouTube. Pull up the part where Beheim teaches you free throws and goes on a heater while he's talking about it and makes like 38 in a row. Just go watch that. Boom. You're all set. Because, as we know, i got to go back to it now because I have this clip. Hashtag free throws matter, as Brent Axwood always uh... said. <laughs> that they do. That they do. Uh, let's see. Scottie K, I love the defensive effort to hold NC State to only 22 points is amazing. It's also amazing how different you feel when the ball goes in the basket. From three-point range, Brian and Chris Bell is vitally important to this team. The only true sniper when he's playing well on both ends, Syracuse is tough to beat. From Mike Ellis, Peter Carey might actually be the best low-post defender on the team. From my guy Al, I like the minutes distribution better in this game, although I think J.J. and Judah both should play about 36 minutes. It is a long season from Jake says, just saw the first game ever that Jim Beheim has watched from the dome seats. Yeah. We brought that up earlier. That was weird. <laughs> it's that's still weird. It was uh, his first game there that will honor Jim uh, about a month from today. I believe it's February 27th. Kind of having the big Jim Beheim day, but he was out there tonight uh, with Dave Bang getting honored at the dome. You got to have Beheim there, Beheim and Bing, the roommates, the friends, you know, that, I don't think that was the plan. I think Jim, was only going to come to the game where they're going to honor him, but when you put Dave Bing on the Ring of Honor, you got to have Jim Beheim there, who put the coat. They have like a blue coat they give the Ring of Honor honorees, and Beheim did that kind of like the Masters when you put the the green jacket on. In this case, it was a blue jacket. Uh yeah, that was still weird to see Beheim sitting in seats behind the court or behind the basket, I should say, uh, from Red says the dome was rocking. Defense set the tone and is really impressive. 20 games into the Autry era, and Syracuse is the number 31 Ken Palm defense. And that's uh, with an asterisk without a center. And this team doesn't really have a true center at this point, which is pretty incredible that they're doing this. And Burns did not play well tonight for NC State due to how Syracuse defended him. He was 5 of 14. Uh, what did Burns end up with tonight? And he could play, but tonight. Just 10 points, five of 14 shooting, four rebounds, 28 minutes. If you hold DJ Burns to that, you're doing your job on defense. From Mark, who says, Amazing how this group bounces back from awful losses. Probably the best defense Syracuse played all year. Take care of the ball, single digit turnovers. He goes on to say, And when this team hits threes early, it's a whole new ball game. A great active game by Benny and Malik was magnificent on Bernsey, as we were just talking about. The roller coaster climbed up again tonight. Which again, we talked about how this team is a little young and a little immature, but they put their foot down on somebody tonight. They let their gas, they let their foot off the gas a little bit in the second half. That's true. The free throws weren't there. Some of the, you know, little bugaboos we talked about, but this is still a team that I did not see this coming. To go out and dominate a team, to really flex its muscle defensively in a game like this, that's impressive. And we talked about this at the beginning. Three straight at home. If you win two of those three, you took care of business. Now, NC State, this is, as we speak, a quad three game. I fully expect this to become a quad two win for Syracuse. They're literally on the line. NC State was 77 coming into this game. You get a quad one win by winning at home, or quad two win, pardon me, by winning at home in the net rankings between 31 and 76. So NC State won off the mark. So I feel this will become a quad two game. The quad one wins with Pitt, and Oregon continue to shuffle a little bit here. But a needed win and a quality win. You took care of business at home at the JMA Wireless Dome tonight. As Fran Brown was picking up trash in the stands, not kidding. <laughs> Look at the video. What, what, what can Fran do? What can not Fran Brown do at this point? He's getting recruits. He's picking up trash in the stands at the JMA Wireless Dome. Said hello to the coach briefly. He kind of cut through the media area to get back to where he was. So got to say hi to coach. A lot of people taking uh, selfies with Coach Brown tonight, saying hello, and uh, the vibes are flowing on the football end of things for sure. Okay. So, uh, what's the plan for uh, upcoming post game shows and and what's cooking on the podcast as well? Well, the next time we will be with you post game wise, ladies and gentlemen, as we just kind of take a look ahead. Here is Boston College. That's a sneaky road game. That's that's not. I don't think Syracuse can take anybody lightly. They took care of business tonight, and like we said, they've won pretty much every one of these toss up games with the exception of Florida State so far but that's boston college they've been playing particularly well as of late that's not a team you want to slip on a banana peel against that's a seven o'clock tip so we'll have a full post-game coverage afterwards if you miss it live we're live on facebook x and youtube but of course the podcast goes on spotify apple wherever you get your podcast or on youtube uh, give us a you know a little thumbs up there syracuse orange sports On YouTube, make sure that you are following us there. So anytime this podcast goes up, post-game show goes up, Inside Syracuse Basketball with Mike Waters, any of our sports content, you'll get a notification and know that it's there, right? Also, uh, Wake Forest coming up next Saturday. You know what else is on Saturday, February 3rd, you guys? Lacrosse. Oh, yeah, it's here. I was at practice the other day. Really impressed with what I saw, though, heard today they did not do so well against Michigan in a scrimmage that they had, but lacrosse is here. So that's going to be a busy day next Saturday when the Orange start their season against Vermont, and then the basketball team takes on Wake Forest. Syracuse women's basketball team, big game Sunday against Virginia Tech. They just beat Notre Dame, swept them. That's a ranked game. That's the number 19 Virginia Tech Hokies they're taking on, and then they'll play Louisville later this week. I don't want to jinx it because we're still in the midst of confirming it, but I am pretty confident this week we are going to have a Syracuse women's basketball guest you're going to want to hear. And I'll leave it at that. Knock on wood a little bit because that has not been officially officially confirmed, but – Uncle Brent's working on some stuff. So that's coming up on the Syracuse Sports Podcast. And, of course, we'll be here after Syracuse basketball games on Syracuse basketball postgame presented by Krause Health, the exclusive healthcare partner for SU Athletics. Please sign up to be a Syracuse Sports Insider. Send me your texts. I send you my texts. We're texting buddies, opinions, analysis, news. It's all there. It's all there. It's been great to get the back and forth. I'd love to see what you're thinking during games and just – everything that comes with being a Syracuse Sports Insider, which is only going to get bigger and better in 2024. So just text the word ORANGE to 315-847-3895. There's other ways to sign up, guys. You can sign up on Syracuse.com. If you read any of my stories on Syracuse.com, there's a little link in there that you can sign up. So there's other ways to sign up, but the easiest way to do it is just text ORANGE to 315-847-3895. You'll get sent the link. You sign up. It's two weeks free, and then just three ninety nine a month after that. So, that's all happening. First time, I will not be signing off the post-game show in a while by saying, go Bills. Because, of course, the Bills were eliminated by Kansas City. I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch that game tomorrow. I don't know. It's a good thing. The Syracuse women's game is on at noon, so... That'll be over by the time the football rolls in anyway. So we'll see what happens when kickoff comes around on that one. I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch that Kansas City-Baltimore game. I'm definitely rooting for Detroit in the NFC title game against San Francisco. But I don't know. That Bills lost to Kansas City. That kind of stung. But we're still flying the flag, right? So we're not saying go Bills going into a game, but... We always say go Bills, right? Hey, thanks for hanging with us, friends. Great to have you. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. We'll catch you next time, not only here on Syracuse Basketball Post Game, but on Syracuse Sports. Please become a Syracuse Sports Insider, and we will talk to you again next time. Thanks for hanging with us here. And it's all been presented by Krause Health, the official health care partner for SU Athletics.